Mood.tv Uh, you know, because you know when you you're talking on the phone, I feel. I mean, I don't. Th- I don't think I'm alone, but maybe I am. I feel like everybody I talk to, I want them to be the most attractive version they can be. <laughs> I never picture them being hideous. No, absolutely, especially if it's like <laughs> somebody on a credit card phone call, and they're like, "How's it going, sugar?" And you're like, "Oh, that's nice." <laughs> Meanwhile, it's literally my grandma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I was actually worried that this person was giving you a phone call and it was going to be like some mom. And you've been talking to my daughter, Skylar, for three years <laughs> and you've been making her insert objects into her anus and then you visually tear her apart. <laughs> I wish. It have been nice. I would have had a, a better conversation. No, it, was, it was nice, but just like, holy shit. Like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I need to start calling you when I when I feel bad. This it looks perfect. You got the headphones on and everything. You could be a telemarketer. It's terrific. DJ's hotline, friend zone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is friend zone. Please make sure you're speaking in your sexiest voice. <laughs> if you want to hear the voice of a man that goes direct to friend zone, <laughs> dial one for friend zone. <laughs> Dial two for I'll masturbate while crying. Thank you. <laughs> you have a fucking hotline going. And Anthony, that kind of is what our relationship is, is it not? You call me with problems and Greg and I record it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically what the show is. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's what the show is. That's what it was pitched as to me. <laughs> yeah, that's basically right. It's just I get three therapists at once tonight. It's nice. Same amount of nudes, too. I see lots of naked Anthony. Um, okay. All right. Let's, we should begin. This is this is Let Me Ask You a Question, the podcast. Welcome back, everybody. We have a very special guest, very special guest today. Hope it pumps your nads. His name is Brian Bonds. <laughs> He's one half of the experimental comedy duo Bobo Touch. He plays percussion and keyboard for Kevin Devine. He's also a solo artist. Welcome, Brian. Hey, thanks for having me, Anthony and everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. Woo! We are we are pleasured. We are so pleasured. Jazz. And we got producer EJ. What it is. I got I to gotta give a shout out to Brian because Brian's cool and I, I played with his band yes. I, I, yes. for a long time. That's I did his right. Album art. He, he, I gave him his first back rub nude. I mean, that's important. We have a long history. Yes, we do. We've been on long drives together. He's helped me calm down from several panic attacks. Uh, and uh, he, he's a beautiful man. Same thing with Greg. Uh, I remember one time I was with Greg and. Uh, I um, I had a vent. We ventured around Manhattan and, and listened to uh, music on our headphones on Truth. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds really great. I have some of my best. I have some of my best stories with Brian Bonds. Yeah, right. yeah hell yeah. My New York stories. There was like, I swear, I always tell everybody. I'm like, there was about a two month stint where I just had a lot of no work time. And I think you were either like between touring or whatever you were doing. Yeah. And we were just like, what are you doing? Uh, nothing. All right, let's let's figure out something to do. I'm dealer. Lord <laughs> <laughs> Galdo. <laughs> and that's the Gregor man that we're talking about. Hey-o. There he is. There he is. Uh, you should get a hotline too, Greg. Everybody needs a hotline. I need to turn my line <laughs> to a cold line. Although I don't know what people would call me for. I'm not sure what it would be bad for anybody to call me. It shouldn't be for anything sad because it's going to come out worse. Yeah, but you'd get the most phone calls, which is... You know, it's all right. It's good, I think. But it's not good as is the messages you will be spreading to all the people who do call you. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. 
That's exactly right. Well, as producer EJ, I'd be silly not to say, if you do want to call all of us, 929-352-6173, leave us a message and you will probably get on the show. It's pretty fun. You probably will get on the show. Unless it's a downer. We don't want any of that stuff. I don't need your hotline bullshit. That's... <laughs> We did get that Korean telemarketing call that I didn't play, so. Oh, sweet. That's true. I get some sometimes. It was a call in. We should have played it. We should have played it. It counts. I can't wait to tell the sad people that call me that I don't want any of their hotline bullshit. They're going to love that. There's going to be a lot of success that comes out of that for sure. That's like walking in on somebody tying the noose and you say, I'll be back later. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, okay, well, I did prepare a question. We have a question for this week's Let Me Ask You a Question. And since we have a musician on, I did I did gear it. I hedged it a little music word. And so the question for this week, without further ado, is have you ever bought clothes because of the music that you're listening to? And if you have, when was the first time you remember doing that? Uh, I would say that, uh, yes, and this is unfortunate. It was probably in the late '90s. I bought like those Janko jeans, whatever they yes. were called, and they were like. I mean, I can't even believe I would <laughs> even thought about thinking that was cool. They basically were like, you know, oversized jeans, and oh, yeah. you thought you thought you looked cool and got a ball chain. And I was really into like Nirvana and and Bush and and bands like that. And and unfortunately, uh, yeah, it looked kind of cheesy. And I, I sort of touched on the UFO phase, which was a kind of similar, <laughs> oh, similar. Oh, you dipped idea into the UFOs with, yeah, with windbreaker type fabric. Easy access for uh, popcorn surprise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I remember the Jankos. Oh my God, I probably had Jankos. I feel. Like Jankos, they definitely had a phase. But did you associate the Jankos with Nirvana? Because for some reason, I place it with other stuff, and I yeah, wonder if it's uh, maybe maybe Nirvana's not. We don't want to associate those, but that's what I was listening to. But I'd say yeah. there was a lot of more newer bands out at, at that point. That that I think. I mean, yeah. What do you associate? Is it big more? In, in the electronic culture, was I... Was, was I well, those uh, other ones you said, the UFOs are 100% rave culture. Like rave, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, I wonder... I wonder what was... what What is the thing Jenko most represented at that time? I think Jenko spanned a bunch of things. There was a lot of different people wearing Jenkos at the time. Yeah. Alcoholic dads and moms who smoke meth, I think, was probably <laughs> the main one. <laughs> the contrast is people always got, like, bigger and bigger pant legs. Yeah. Until it looked like people were walking around with like just swinging dresses on everybody. Maybe it was just the obesity problem. I feel like maybe <laughs> we should bring them. We should bring Jenkos back for that very reason. We're yeah. gonna need them. Man, they never left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're just hanging out in the warehouse, and there's a guy sitting on them, and he's just like, "Ooh, it's almost my yeah. time." <laughs> yeah, they're definitely gonna make a comeback. Yeah, <laughs> fat, fat America is gonna need them, and they're gonna fit. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, so now they're gonna be skinny jeans. <laughs> they're. They're rebranding for Fat America. <laughs> um, all right. Okay, so, all right, who wants to go next? What else, what else do we got? Well, you know me. I had, like, three thoughts because I can never think one thought. So it goes forward and then back. My first one where I could think was in high school, definitely pop punk slash punk rock, totally into it. So probably the first item that I was most proud of wearing was a spiky belt. I bought one of those spiky belts. I had like a white leather spiky belt with a single row of spikes, which I thought was unique. I think it was a girl's belt, which I, I, I preferred because it was smaller. 
and because no other dudes had it. Kind of went with my personality, of course. I got to say, the belt the belt I wear today is the same belt I bought with you, I think, at the same store. Wow. At the same time, because everybody else bought like the patent leather colored ones with the spikes. I bought the genuine leather belt, and I have since removed all the spikes and just used it as a leather belt. Wow. wow. That's historical. That's upcycling, bro. Well, it's like it's, it's the only belt I own that has like a removable belt buckle, so I have my Nintendo controller on it right now. Nice. But nice. it's the same belt in high school, and I've just had to punch holes in it, and it just gets longer and longer. Oh, it does. Mega Man and I were in a band, Straight and Upright, which I think Kyle Mocha this week on his show is going to play a song from our album from when we were 16, <laughs> if anybody's interested. Listen to that one on Mood.TV. Plugs! Nice. <laughs> but so that was probably the first time most recently. So I, I go back a little bit. I remember being in middle school, and patches were like a big thing, like band patches. Mm. And so you'd get a band patch and put it on your backpack or, or whatever. That was like a big thing. And I remember all these kids getting them, and I was like, oh, I want to get them. And I got three patches. I got... Uh, Nirvana, which I was totally into because who wasn't at the time. Uh, I can't remember the second band and then a Pearl Jam patch. Yes. But I was never a Pearl Jam fan or in the words of the great Sweeney Pearl Jam because the way he enunciates it makes me laugh. You just knew that was the thing you needed. I faked the funk. Yeah. You know, I was like, Jeremy Spud. That was it. That's all I knew. But I, yeah. I pretended to have that. Yeah, it's no good. But then to go earlier, because my first true memory was I went and saw Sharon Lewis and Bram's The Elephant Show, Skidamarinky-dinky-dink, and I got a t-shirt <laughs> at their concert, and I wore I don't that think shit. that counts. It was pink, and I was like all about I love you. That's I how think it's also- more of like getting into the culture, and that's, I mean, yes, it's about as much culture as you can get into with Skidamarinky-dink. Yeah, I was sleep, eating, breathing Skidamarinky-dink, Craig <laughs> 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 That's more fandom versus culture, though. Ah, uh, okay, true that. It was a way of life. Those are my three thoughts. I think that's where that's where my brain went. Oh, nice. Pearl Jam. I, I went right to where Bonzo went, pretty much around that same time. But I'd say for me, it was when Nirvana was like the popular band because I was copying off of my brother, who was into them. Yeah. And it was like totally the grunge phase. But I didn't have Jankos. It was a little bit before the Jankos because again, copying off the older brother. It was just colored jeans, like different colors. Mm. You'd cut the bottoms off of them. Yeah. Wash them a bunch of times so that they like frayed at the ends. And you'd wear it like just down to your shoes. And like it was always Airwalks were like everything for that at that time. I remember Airwalks being a real big deal when we started skateboarding. Yeah. And then that was the other thing, skateboarding. And then still had the ball chain wallet though. Um, Definitely rocked that. At one point, I think we had like the ball chain necklaces that you can make tight or loose. (laughs) <laughs> what color jeans were you working with here? Did did they have... Not everybody had different sizes. That was the whole thing. <laughs> I was just... Oh, I see. I see. People, you go out, you're like, oh, man. Like, you go to whatever, Willie T's in the mall. or Willie T's. Mall. Oh, yeah. And those be like, here's your ball chain sizes. See which one you want. <laughs> fun like, balling. this one can attach to a wallet. <laughs> Wait, but those, diff- those, those jeans you were wearing... With the, yeah. with the colors. What kind of colors? They were just like they were just like Levi's and they were like maroon, some were like purple and green. Were there they were all denim. Periwinkle? No, nah, there was no light colors. It was all dark. All very dark colors. Yeah, so much of that I thought which was skate culture but trickled its way into grunge and music culture it seemed. Yeah. You know? It it was a very like melded that those two together for sure. Cuz we listened to punk and grunge. Did you do a patch thing? Oh, I had the patches in the backpack for yeah, sure. That was that was right in that same time. Yeah, you all did the pa- what patches did you, did y'all have? 
Patch Adams. That was <laughs> I had a Pennywise patch, that's for sure. Besides uh, what EJ said, I had a Pennywise I, patch. I, yeah, I had a Foo Fighters, Nirvana. Definitely had those types yes. of patches. Oh, yeah. Foo Fighters. I'm a fucking loser. I had no. <laughs> you, you were. I was. You can still wear patches. Man. I was. I, like, ne- I only listened to Beatles and Mozart. Those are the only two things I he listened had, to. He uh, had Mozart and, like, uh, embroidered into his backpack. We'll get to that in the second act of this <laughs> I mean, not that those production. things aren't cool, but you were so defiantly against everything. You were everything. like, uh, defiantly against everything? This is reverse therapy. <laughs> I, that's right. You are supposed this to, is that real shit. You know, you don't want this hotline bullshit. We're giving you the real. <laughs> We're gonna open up your soul and, and let you see it and scrub it with truth. Okay, I like that. <laughs> you jerk off. No, <laughs> I didn't start having patches. I started putting patches on my jeans in college. I did that in college. Did Wait, anybody else jeans? do that? On my jeans, like yes. hobo style. Yes, I had hot pink. <laughs> Patches on my jeans. Wait, really? I did in college. Because <laughs> I, I was dating for a while. I dated a seamstress. And she made, first of all, she made me some terrific Halloween costumes. I bet. I wouldn't be okay. where I am today without those Halloween costumes. They really, this pirate. But she made you look like an extra in Smokey Joe's Cafe? Is that what, that was like the style for you? Well, that was my regular style. That was my everyday style. <laughs> but yeah, she I, I, she would put pink patches on my jeans, and I would say, "All right, sure, <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, yeah." Where on the knees? Come on, paint, paint me or just a like anywhere? There. Yeah, like where were they? In the crotch, where there were holes already? Yeah, because you know about my cheese grater holes <laughs> in my in my underwear. We want. Brian, we, we haven't released this episode yet, but we talked about our worst pair of underwear on the last episode, so I hope you look forward to giving giving that a listen. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. 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 Yeah. When you say sure and your eyebrows go all the way up your head. Sure. That's- I love talking about gross shit like that. You know? Oh, no. Don't tell you. Ma- man after my own heart. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I didn't do patches until much, much, much later. But uh, <laughs> they were not patches in the same way. <laughs> yeah, ours were like band themed patches that were okay. You didn't do any jeans patches. You never did jeans patches. I don't. I think they were only on the backpack for me because that was like the thing at the time. Oh, I also had a ring of soccer patches. Oh yeah, nice. I forgot about that. They hung on my backpack because when you played soccer, like travel leagues, you would exchange patches at the beginning of the game. And then our parents would punch holes in them, and you put them on a big ring, and you put it on your backpack. Oh, I love that. And that was motto after Greg's favorite band, the Soccer Hooligans. <laughs> soccer Hooligans. They're great. No, that was cool. I was super jealous of that ring and the experiences that you had in a good way. I was like, that's super badass. You had, what, like 30 or 40 of them on there? Oh, I had, I had, yeah, like we just have to keep getting just bigger and bigger rings. And they were beautiful patches, like NASA style. They were big ass. Yeah, exactly. Everybody patches. had like their own emblem and everything. And ours was just like a soccer ball that said ESYA on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> we play soccer. <laughs> we have soccer from ESYA. None of y'all ever did jeans patches. All three of you never did that. <laughs> I think maybe <laughs> once a long time ago, oh, my, my mom sewed it on. Thank God. And she did a shitty job. And yeah, it was practical, a, it right? It was practical and it was a shitty job by my knee. And she <laughs> came off in like a day. She wasn't a seamstress. <laughs> <laughs> 
not. You need a seamstress. Yeah. <laughs> Brian did not have great Halloween outfits. No. <laughs> they came off. Anthony may have had shitty looking patches, but those shits were not coming off. <laughs> they were on there, and you should have seen the jeans. It was a real piece of work. What she was working with, because you know me and my evaporating underwear, the jeans were evaporating too. She was keeping them together. It was mostly pads. There's photographs that exist or no? Yeah, I need to see this. Oh, maybe there are. I'll look. I look. I'm picturing like a really chubby, raggedy Andy Grover mix. Right now, I'm just picturing <laughs> by clown the end, pants. By the end, the the actual what was left of the jeans looked like a patch in patch pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll, we'll get, all right. We're gonna get. We're gonna come back. We're gonna take a break, and I'm gonna tell you all about. I'm gonna tell you about the, the things that I wore because this is. This is just goddamn embarrassing. Everybody was so much cooler than me. <laughs> Damn right. I'm very thankful to hang out with all these cool people. Uh, <laughs> all right. In hindsight, you should feel thankful. And on the break, we're going to listen to a song of Brian's, The People Police, from his album Misophonia. Yeah, I'm going to sulk. I'm going to sulk for this break. We'll see you in a minute.
Welcome back, everybody. I hope you had a wonderful break. I'm done sulking. I've dried my tears. And uh, we we are back. We are back to talk a little bit more about the clothes we bought. And I'm going to tell you, this is just embarrassing. But the, the, clo- <laughs> the first time I remember buying clothes that I think fit the music I was listening to, and you mentioned it before, but this is just how nerdy and what a fucking loser I am. Is it was it was I was listening to a lot of Mozart, and then do you remember? <laughs> How can I forget? Do you remember? It was fucking thirteen years <laughs> consistently. But do you remember? I would wear Izod sweater vests. Yes, with no shirt underneath. Sometimes. Now, well, yeah, sometimes, but that was like that was like Anthony Knights, you know. But during the day, I was wearing fucking sweater vests because I was a nerdy fuck who was listening to Mozart, and I think I like paired them together in my head like a pretentious little prick. And that- Mozart would like this. <laughs> if Mozart was alive today, he would definitely wear sweater vests. This is what he would do. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? No, Mozart was cool as fuck. He was cool. He wouldn't wear that. Yeah, he wouldn't. He would actually wear nah. something cool, and he would look at me and just go, ugh. You know? He'd throw his feet in the air, fart, and then go have a quadrusum. He'd rip off his Anthony patch. Yeah, the that's the kind of thing that he, <laughs> yeah, all my patches. I mean, I was quickly kind of disabused of that. I think by the time I was in high school, I was not wearing, was I wearing those still in high school? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I saw you wearing eyes on sweater vest last week. Yeah. <laughs> what an asshole thing to wear. <laughs> that's just... not quite a, yeah, it's like a vest to cover up everything but your arms and neck and it's a sweater. It's very confusing. We just lost our eyes on wearing audience. <laughs> Sorry, eyes out, audience. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean that was cool. Yeah, you were you weren't uncool. You were doing your own thing, but that is a weird correlation to make. You're like Mozart, eyes out, sweater vest. I just yeah. think there was something, yeah, to it. Like when I started playing piano and I got all into classical shit, I just think uh, that is probably why I started dressing like a, an idiot. Which one's eyes out? The crocodile. No, no, no. That's, no, that's, that's the cost. Oh, that's the cost. That would be a whole different kind of vibe. That's a whole other kind of vibe going but on. But a Lacoste sweater vest. <laughs> well, I bet they, yeah, I bet they did. <laughs> I want to see gang wars between the Lacoste sweater vest guys and the Izod sweater vest guys and just see what is their difference in style. That isn't so dissimilar, dissimilar to, though, the Jenko grunge thing, I don't think, to, to be realistic. Like, there's no there's no band that wore Jenkos that I can think of. You know, I don't think Nirvana was wearing that or a Pearl Jam, but we all no. like kind of thought that's what they would wear. So why not? Izod vests and Mozart. How do you I'll think that you. happens though? How did that I wonder how that happened? I think happens. it was skate culture. I think it was skate culture yeah. got so entwined, like counterculture, alternative culture. Yeah, and uh, I, w- I wonder, like, was were bands like Three Eleven wearing them? Like, w- w- like who else was wearing them that made a fashionable impact? Yeah. No one. I mean, yeah, I don't know, right. them. Right? I don't... Yeah, it was more scene kids than the bands themselves. Yeah. yeah it seemed like. Uh, I'm going to do some serious research and data analysts on this after this call. Yeah, I'm dying to know. I love to know how... How things how like, Jankos happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'll expect your full write-up, Ryan, on the Janko yeah. history and and future. And some like evil seam, <laughs> seamstress that was like, watch this. Look at all these jerk-offs that are going to follow this trend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anthony's college girlfriend made millions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
that marketing person knows what the, they're doing. It is amazing to me how we associate the clothes we buy with particular types of, of music and how that came to be. That's kind of fascinating to me. And Jenko's is a total case in point. Well, back to those UFOs, Brian. Did you ever go to any uh, young, young, young time raves or anything like that? Any dance disco parties or? Um, yeah, when I was younger, I went uh, to this place called Sound Factory that was pretty big in Manhattan, and uh, and I went on this prom for my ex girlfriend at the time, who was a year older than me, and uh, I remember putting on these really tight pants from H&M and a sleeveless shirt. Now, these are clothes I would never wear. But at the time, I had lost weight and, and was like going to the beach a lot and felt kind of cocky. And yeah. I remember dancing on the dance floor being like, wow, this is fun and everyone's sweating. And when I went down, I like ripped my pants by my ass. <laughs> so I had to go back into the limo and then wear like tuxedo baggy pants with the sleeveless shirt afterwards like a dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> Real Saturday Night Fever scumbag type. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, uh, Tony Monero. Yeah, that's exactly. That's, yeah, that's Only that. could be better if you rip the sleeves off on the dance floor. Yeah, that's what I should have done. Then you done. got back to Bay Ridge and everybody that you were you got out of the, the limo and everybody there was wearing the same exact outfit. <laughs> exactly. Guido Tony. Yeah. Why so gloves? Yeah. Looking good, boss. Wait, <laughs> you got the memo, bro. <laughs> I wonder if everybody has a ripping their pants story. I, I I just told mine. I think I just told it on the show. Then I just tell it like last week, my ripping my pants story. Uh tell it again. I sat I think I sat on your head. And it was right before Nick's head. Nick's head. Yes, that's yeah, exactly right. Right before the choir concert, and I had to crab walk on stage. Yeah, because my fucking tux pants yeah. were ripped. Have you ever ripped yeah. your pants, you two? I uh, I did a bowling once because we were screwing around, and I ran from the back and slid on my stomach and threw the bowling <laughs> ball like after the slide, and I got up and from pretty much like zipper to like almost knee <laughs> was just a big old rip. So with a rip that big, I just stood up and it was already out there. I was like, well, guess that's the way the rest of the night's going. And I just rocked Didn't it. you rip my pants off, Greg? You also ripped my pants off once. We were rehearsing for a, a school. We were rehearsing for a school musical and I ripped your shirt off. And oh, no, you, you that was when you, ripped, you tried to rip my pocket off. But I thought I ripped your shirt off. You did. And, and you retaliated. Yeah, I tried to rip your pocket off, but I ripped your shirt off. And you retaliated by ripping my pants off. I like, thought right? I tried to rip your shirt off, and I ended up ripping your pocket off the way that you wanted it to happen, and we shared a moment over it. I guess I, I think, remember that differently. I think so. I think you ripped my <laughs> pants off, and I had to do a scene without my pants on. A well, scene? With a rip. Yeah, because I was about to go on in, for a scene in the musical Footloose, but I had ripped <laughs> my pants. That is to say, Greg, a man, ripped my pants off. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, he's. I, I don't remember that, but yeah, I, I got you, I guess. And I ripped your shirt off. And all right, zero and, proof, but let's go with it. Wait, EJ, what's your pants ripping story? You got a pants ripping you know, story? No, I've never been embarrassed enough by it when it happened to remember it, to tell you the truth. But I'm sure. I mean, I was a, I was a chubby little motherfucker for a couple of years there, and I know that every time I like went to do anything, I got rips in my pants in the crotch area. So yeah, I was gonna say, take a step out the door. <laughs> Maybe you have huge. Yeah, Package. EJ's definitely known for the long stretches of road uh, road driving on tour with like you know holes by his balls with what not dripping out. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about all that. No, yeah, I used to yeah. Oh yeah, on tour, you know, this would have been good for last week. 
you know, you go through your clothes and then you run out of underwear sometimes if you're out for an extended amount of time. And then, you know, re-wear dirty underwear. That's gross. So you don't wear any underwear. And then, uh, yeah, then, then there's friction and whatnot. And then you start getting <laughs> holes in your jeans. And then your balls just want to pop out while you're driving and breathe. <laughs> oh, all right. You know what? You should have told this story last week because you. I, was I didn't made remember to it. Feel, I, I need other people. I was made to feel like a real freak. Last week when I was talking I wasn't about- wearing underwear. You are a freak. Throw that shit out. Yeah, all right, but your balls are dripping out of your pants. That thing's a good word. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. Looking at the sunset, driving through Arizona, my left testicle <laughs> sitting far away from my right because your right's dripping through your pants out onto the seat. Good times. Drippage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got that. You got that ball drippage. I have anal leakage. You, <laughs> you have testicle leakage. You guys got all kinds of pelvic problems. A little different. All right. Well, it turns out I'm a giant asshole. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> my co-hosts. What a twist. Are, my co-hosts really suck. They really suck. Um all right, it's been another wonderful week. Brian, where can where can people find you? Where can people see you? They want to know. Um, definitely. Uh, you know, I, I love social media and do my best to, to stay on it. Um, I'm on brianbonds.com and, of course, uh, a lot on Facebook and the uh, the old Instagram and Twitter. And I uh, kind of took a break from posting a lot and not really so much on Facebook, but I'm on there. You can get my music on Spotify. You can watch all the new Bobo Touch episodes uh, at bobotouch.com. And, uh, and yeah, I'll be playing a show, uh, actually, at some point in late September at the Flagship Brewery in Staten Island, which is a new brewery. And, uh, you know, whenever there's a show, I, I try to take it. Uh, these days, it's um, whenever an opportunity comes. But I've been trying to write some more music, uh, which has been fun. But that's where you can find me. And if you want to hear new shit and keep in touch, uh, that's that's where I'll be. And my social security card number is 0710. <laughs> <laughs> that's Bonds, B-O-N-Z. For the listeners, also check out Mood.TV. We'll put his links there. <laughs> this whole episode was a ruse to get your social security number. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. A, we get every guest yeah. at the end. It's the whole nine. The whole, the whole nine yards. All right. Uh, you should call us, everybody, at 929-352-6173. You should get in touch, leave us messages, talk to us about your underwear, if you want or not. You can talk about whatever, really. You can go to moot.tv and you can buy swag. You can get in touch with us through email. Let me ask you a question. Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Insta or Twitter at Pod. And like I said, get over to moot.tv. Click yourself on the swag and then go clickety-clack and just go nuts. Buy all that swag with our faces, grammar jokes, dicktail cat. We should. We need patches now, I feel. That's the next Excellent step. idea. We'll yeah. do. We'll get on that. Yeah. And, and actually correct that T-shirt and whatnot. We, we, have lots of, we have lots of work to do. And by we, I mean I have lots of work to do. Sorry, <laughs> folks. <laughs> is, one patch, is one patch good for your book bag and your jeans? <laughs> Depends on the size of the hole. Yeah. Connects them? Like... To connect your jeans to your G to your backpack? No, 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 no. I mean, are they are the patches this? If I buy two patches, they're both the same patch, right? I could put that on my jeans. They're not different for the book bag. 
as they are for no. the Chiefs. The type of patches that you're talking about would be different, though. These oh, are they like would be. cut out to be shaped to look like a band logo. Okay, we need the pants ones then, because those, <laughs> <laughs> those are on. really going to fly off the shelves. Re- judging by... Fix your pants with Anthony's face. <laughs> <laughs> those who date seams- seamstresses will tell you uh, that they really fly off the shelves. Also find Anthony at Anthony doing stuff on your social media, Greg at the Gregaman on the social media, and me at either We Are All Spies for my data band crazy artwork, or at EJ Dukoski. You know what I've been thinking about? <laughs> Go on. I want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect at the very end of an episode when you should be done. But I, ever since last week, I've been thinking, I mean, ever since, um, yeah, it was last week, I, I've been thinking about if you can get PTSD from a fart. I keep asking everybody. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast today, and a guy, he was in Japan, and he was taking the shit, and the guy next to him in the stall started vomiting, because it smells so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, have so you I'm gonna go oh. yes. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with yes, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll yeah, you, all right. Una- unanimous yes. There can be, I think I said it last week, there could be a, a, such a traumatic fart that you can have PTSD from it. That's a, that was a good lightning round right there at the end. I have a follow-up question that we can edit out, but I'm just really curious now. <laughs> okay. Have you ever taken a shit in a public restroom and people comment on the smell? No. Huh. I'm sure it's happened. At least like a sigh or a groan or oh, something. Oh, it's happened to me for sure. I think I had told this story on the show already, but I was on tour with uh, playing in the Stargazer Lilies with Black Moth Super Rainbow or Tobacco. I can't remember which. And we were in Oakland, California. And in the venue that we were playing, they have saloon doors for the women's room, no door for the men's room. And if you are standing in the crowd in the middle of the room, you can look straight back at the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And I went before the concert started, started, but there were still people in there because, you know, like you got to go when you got to go sometimes. And I, I mean, based upon smell or not, I'm sure somebody was just looking at me shit and said something. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I, I, I was yeah. taking a shit once, and some guy came in, and he, and he, and he smells, and he goes, "Oh man!" And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Fuck this!" And he really? left. He left. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. Did it you was... start laughing at least? No. No, I didn't. I was a little embarrassed. Are you embarrassed? I was yeah, a little that embarrassed. Yeah. yeah, I was I, a little embarrassed. I feel weird about that stuff. I feel like, you know, in Europe, there's just like one big sink everybody does pee-pee in. And, uh, you know, yeah. I yeah. feel like in, in weird venues, like I think even CBGB's never had a door on their bathroom. Like, why would you do that? Like, what happens if you were in a lot of shit pains and some or just some or, you know, some other stuff going on? You know, you want some privacy. You yeah. Yeah, why do the – I feel – when you go into your it's usually a your bar situation. They never have doors on the bathroom. It's just because they know, like, the crowd that's going to come in there is going to do extra seedy stuff. So they say, you know what? You got to shit not privately anymore. <laughs> that's guess. the penalty. I guess. <laughs> We're going to take this privilege away. You want to rub your shit on the walls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're going to rub your shit on the walls. We're going to watch you. Yeah, that's what it seems like. It is kind. Of, it is weird. That's weird. I always wonder that myself. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week.
Mood.tv. Dial one for friend zone. <laughs>